I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, Episode 1. Hello and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. This is the first podcast to tell you where it all began. Once upon a time, I had a baby girl. The idea for this podcast and my blog has really been a journey 10 years in the making. The inspiration for this journey came from my desire to teach my new daughter God's word and help her hide it in her heart. I personally was blessed with um, a strong background in scripture memorization. I found it very useful in my personal Bible studies as an adult and as a Bible study teacher. And then music. Music has always been very moving to me, even to the extent that God may bring a song to my mind to bring me through a particular situation or to give me a way to praise Him when I don't have words of my own. And so I just thought if I could combine my love of music with scripture memorization, I really felt like I would have a big win. My original idea was to actually write the music and put it to scripture. And to that end, I actually did write a few songs. I use the term write loosely because I was trying to use scripture word for word. So I suppose God himself wrote the lyrics and I attempted to put these tunes or these lyrics to a tune. It was at that point that I bumped up against my first couple of barriers. Uh, Number one, I don't know how to write music or play music. All I can really do is sing. So I came up with a few melodies, but I was really unable to translate them into full blown songs. The second barrier was that I had difficulty making my songs sound relevant. They didn't sound current, like something we would sing in church or play on the radio. Who's going to sing a song, whether it's good for you or not, that doesn't have a sound or a tune that resonates? In other words, who wants to go around humming a song that is lame? And all I could come up with was lame. So I would pull out this project and put it away. I'd pull it out and put it away. And one of my very first discoveries that has really kept this project always in the back of my mind was when I discovered a little Hebrew word found in Psalm 119.15. The verse in English says, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. Through my studies, I uncovered that the Hebrew word for meditate is siach. And that's S-I-Y-A-C-H. And it can be translated, put forth, meditate, muse, commune, speak, ponder, or wait for it, sing. Sing. I mean, I can sing of his precepts, and that would count as meditation. Of course. As I'm singing, I'm meditating. I'm planning what I'm singing deeper and deeper into my heart. And if I really focus on what I'm singing, God can take those words and make the truth I'm singing part of my being. 
This one verse and ultimately this one word plagued my mind for all of these years. And ultimately, I think it was a seed that really had to go into the ground and die before it could bloom and grow. But um, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So an interesting detail of my story is that God led us to a new church in our hometown. We had been previously been serving and attending a church in a town about 30 minutes away. And I remember sitting down with my new pastor's wife in 2012. And I shared this vision and this dream with her and was really kind of sharing what I was feeling at the time, which was that I felt like I had missed my window of opportunity, that perhaps God had asked me to pursue something that I had not pursued in a timely fashion and that I had missed it. You know, that maybe I wasn't aggressive enough in trying to get someone to write the music for me or uh, just, again, just missed my opportunity. She shared some encouraging words with me, and she assured me that I had not missed it. I took her word for it. I felt the assurance that accompanied her words. And again, I just kind of tucked it back inside and pondered it in my heart a little bit longer. But being a part of this new church has offered me opportunities to build relationships with and teach some folks who have recently decided to follow Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And being around new believers has really shifted my way of thinking and ultimately my focus in both my personal Bible study and in the way I teach and think about teaching. I've said all of this because a few things happened in this new season of our lives in ministry that kind of created the perfect storm to lead me to my big breakthrough. So in the summer of 2013, one of the ladies in a small discipleship group I was leading, she told me a story about how a girl at work asked if she liked a particular Christian song on the radio. And she wasn't familiar with that song yet. She was a new Christian, and she had just changed over to listening to Christian music. And that's when it dawned on me that one of the first changes that she made as a new follower of Christ was the music that she was listening to. In this particular case, she had not yet heard the song, but we had a great conversation about how changing the music that she was listening to had made a huge difference, just even in the way she thought about everyday things, everyday life. It changed her thinking. The second portion of this big breakthrough came later in the summer. I was in the car. We were headed to Tennessee. I was with my husband and my two girls, and we were listening to the radio, and the song Every Good Thing by the Afters came on, and I casually thought, I like this song. It reminds me of James 1.17, where it says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. And then I thought, wow, I I wish the folks in my discipleship group had scripture in their heart like that, that they would just know that this is what this song is talking about. It would be so much more powerful and life-changing for them if they knew that this truth came directly from scripture than if it was just a nice lyric or a catchy tune. So all of this came together, and I really felt like the Holy Spirit just lifted a veil from my eyes, and I really had an aha moment. What if I review the lyrics of popular Christian songs playing on the radio and then pull the scripture out of them? These songs are definitely not lame. The top songs played are the most requested, which means they're already resonating with people. And I could use these songs to draw my new believing friends to scripture, God's word, where true heart and life change can be found. So if I can link the new music in their hearts that they're listening to back to scripture, What? Maybe I could get them to read the whole chapter. Maybe while they're there, they might even read the whole book. 
Like in James, if you read chapter one, there's only five chapters. You could read the whole book in one sitting. It might, I might just be able to tie together all of my loves, teaching, music, scripture, inspiring others, writing. I'll tell you what, it was really a true breakthrough. All that was left was a platform, a way to put this information together that could not only benefit the folks in my discipleship group or my church or even my community, but would allow them to share it with people in their lives. Maybe these new followers of Christ have other friends that are now new followers of Christ, or maybe they have friends that just don't even know where to start reading their Bible. Maybe that there are people in their lives that are seekers, those looking for the fulfillment that only Father and Son and Holy Spirit can bring into their lives. So in November of 2013, I attended a conference in Dallas called the Platform Conference. I attended on behalf of my position as a marketing and development director of a local Christian school, but I heard a presentation that would ultimately launch me to creating this very podcast. The presenter was Cliff Ravenscraft, and he's also known as the Podcast Answer Man, and he shared with the audience that there are over 450 million active English language blogs. In other words, one in six people alive today have a blog, <laughs> which is pretty crazy because I was really thinking that a blog would be the way that I would start to kind of build my platform and get my message out. But then I began to realize that I was just going to be a needle in a haystack. He went on to teach that there are only 225,000 audio podcasts in existence, which is crazy because that covers all types of genres from music to Christianity to finance to fitness. So just 225,000. He went on to conclude that through a podcast, I could have greater influence because of the intimacy of listening to another person's voice. Uh, just it, it brings greater influence. And becoming a part of someone's weekly routine would give me the opportunity to um, positively change their life. And at this point, I was sold. I began listening to podcasts on podcasting and reading books on podcasting and even taking advantage of some of the training that Cliff offers on his website and others. And then Cliff challenged us that day to stand if we committed to creating our first podcast in the next 90 days. And I stood that day and I knew that the podcasting was the way to go for me because with music and, and just the message that I had, I knew it was just the right way to get my message out. But I stood and I really did not want to let myself down in this commitment. And I did not want to be just one of the people in the room who would stand because it felt good. I really, really wanted to put forth the effort to make it happen. And it's interesting because today is the end of January where I'm right at my 90 day mark. And I'm proud to say that I am recording my first podcast. So that leads us to today. Just finally fulfilling a dream and a goal that's over 10 years in the making in a way that I fully believe was designed to be fulfilled at this very moment. I don't think I missed anything, and I believe that right now is the right time. So what can you expect from here on out? Well, each week I will be posting a 15 to 20 minute podcast where I will be reviewing a new song. Mostly though, I really want to point you back to scripture. The value to you will be directly related to the amount of time you spend in God's word on your own after the podcast. The podcast will just point you there. It's up to you to spend some time pondering what you read once you're there. 
Use each week's podcast to inspire you to study an area of scripture that may be new to you or a concept or truth that needs to sink in. Romans 12, 2 teaches us that God wants to transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And I can't think of any better way than to meditate on his word. As a follow-up each week on my blog, I will highlight a character or a story from God's Word that that week's song inspires me to discuss. So it's important that you sign up for my mailing list so that I can email you when the blog is ready. You can sign up at michellekneezat.com. Also, members of my mailing list will receive memory verse cards to print out and cut out for review during the week and a link to a screensaver for your smartphone or desktop with the week's memory verse. Remember, the overall goal is to meditate on scripture. Sometimes the songs I review will have scripture directly in them, and sometimes I'll highlight a scripture inspired by the song. But I want you to think of the scripture every time you hear the song, and the memory cards or wallpapers should help you do this too. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. I'd also be grateful if you would rate my podcast on iTunes. That helps tremendously with keeping my podcast visible so people who have never heard of it can discover it. Just go to michellekneezat.com forward slash review and it will take you to the page that you can click to launch iTunes and leave a review. If you've already done this, thank you so much. I'm grateful. If you'd like to comment on this episode, please go to michellekneezat.com forward slash one where you'll find the show notes for this episode. Scroll down to the comment section. I'd love to hear from you. Comment, question, whatever. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.